Welcome to the Monday Morning Cheers Cast, the first, best, and only podcast that's going on of the Monday Morning Cheers Fantasy Football League. As always, I am your host from Under the Cook Tree, uh, here this week to break down last week's matchups, look at people who have reason for cheers, reason for tears, and for God's sake, let's try and get Paul's, Paul's team a win here. Uh, and to help me do that and go over all that stuff, we have a man who's, who's frankly, he's more myth than man. For many of us, this will be the first time that we have ever heard his voice, uh, you know, coming into our ears. Uh, we have live on the podcast, we have Chubby Broncos, Chris Nagorski. Chris, how's it going? Yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. Feels uh, feels good to finally uh, um, get out there a little bit, make myself uh, known, per se. And can you go on the record right now, live on the podcast with your voice? Are you Andre? Unfortunately, I am not. I had to kind of uh, put an end to that joke because it uh, it's kind of gone on for a little bit too long. And, you know, it's kind of funny at first, but I just, you know, I don't want to be associated with Andre and, you know, in any way. I think that's absolutely the right move. You, you'd really never want to be associated with Andre in any way you can be. Yeah, and probably the first guy you know I'm going to go after. I mean, it was kind of fitting that uh, uh, we played this week and uh, hoping to have a little fun. Yeah, do you want to you want to go start us off with that? Tell us a little about your matchup this week. Kind of what you a little shit that you want to talk to Andre. Any kind of you know cheers you want to give to yourself? Tell us about your matchup this week. Well, um, I, I don't want to talk, you know, too badly about uh, Andre's team a little bit. You know, I, I kind of enjoyed the uh, the slander, Andre slander corner, you know, a few weeks, but it uh, kind of tailed off a little bit there. So kind of wanted to jump into it um, a little bit. I mean, he had a solid week, you know, nothing to, uh, to complain about. Uh, pretty complete from most of his guys, maybe with the exception of Julio there, but uh you know, he had kind of had a, a breakthrough game for Thielen, which, you know, probably won't uh, happen on a week-to-week basis with that uh, Minnesota offense. But, uh, you know what, he gave it his best effort, and, uh, you know, sad to say it wasn't enough. Yeah, you know, that the whole Thielen breakout was really interesting. Thielen's been able to put up decent numbers despite the fact that Minnesota seems to have kind of abandoned the passing game. But then I, I was able to watch a bunch of that Vikings game last week, and, they, they really were emphasizing the passing. So I wonder if that's just a, a game plan change they're going to make moving forward or if this is just kind of a one-week aberration. I'm, I'm not really sure. So hopefully Andre can have some of that moving forward. The Julio thing is so weird, though. I mean, the fact that he went up against Houston and those kind of crappy CBs and Julio only put up 42 yards, that, 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 that just feels wrong. Yeah, it, that's definitely a huge, uh, huge letdown. I mean, I, you know, I'm not going to complain too much because Ridley on the other side is the uh, uh, the beneficiary. But uh, I mean, there's just a lot of options in that offense, with the exception of the running game per se. But um, yeah, I mean, he's he's had some of those games in the past. I mean, he's you know been fairly consistent. I mean, I guess the week, week before that, he wasn't uh, that great as well. But uh, I mean, you know, you know what you're going to get from Julio if you have that one odd game where he lets down a little bit. I don't think you're really too worried about it. Yeah, and, and with that in mind, too, speaking of like making good starts there, I feel like you had the start of the week, putting Will Fuller in over a Ridley or a Mike Williams and then getting 46 points. It was an absolutely massive game. What, what, was, your, what was your thought process on that? Why'd you go with Fuller over uh, a Williams or a Ridley, who are arguably you know, better receivers and might have even had better matchups at that point? Well, it, it, it kind of uh, was the case through most of the games, actually, this season, or at least a couple of them, where he had missed, just missed on a few huge plays that would have changed his previous weeks around. And then I read a report on the fact uh, that the air yards that he was kind of getting from Deshaun Watson and that, 
you know what, it, I mean, you'd never expect, uh, you know, going over for 200, 200 yards and three touchdowns, you know, maybe over a hundred and getting, you know, one touchdown there, but, uh, yeah, he was, he was kind of, he was due for a breakout. So that's why I kind of just went with my gut, uh, against that bad Atlanta defense. Yeah, they they really do seem atrocious. And again, once again, shout out to the shitty Dirty Birds and Camille. Uh, too much of a coward to be in this league, and it looks like his team is too cowardly to play any defense. So uh, shout out to them. <laughs> yeah, I love how he's just kind of joined the uh, the league because you guys, I guess, were talking too much uh, fantasy in the other one as well, too. So he's just like, screw it, might as well join that one. It did make, it, it kind of just consolidated everything. It made life a lot easier. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, so just going to quick, quickly run down the rest of the matchups from this week, and then we can kind of get into our full-on reason for tears and reason for tears. Uh, we had Mikey take out DDDU Digsme. We had him win 101 to 78. We had, as you said, you took out Andre, the champ is here, 129 to 105. He's got to change that name at this point because it's going on too long. You're not wrong. He needs to change it. I don't think he will. I think he's too stubborn. Uh, and I just kind of, I kind of love the idea of potentially the champ is here getting the toilet bowl. I think it would just be a perfect kind of full circle thing. So we can all really just hope for that. That's the main reason why I want to help Paul's team is that the champ yeah. is here can win the toilet bowl. I like that. We had Joe Tulk taking out Tony. B- Battle of the team names where it's just the guy's name. Uh, we had one one to eighty three. Uh, we had Godwin's plan take out I am McLorvin one twenty five to one oh nine. We had Turbo Team lose to Melvin No Holden the third, 102 uh, to 80. And then in the in what I like to think is the marquee matchup of the week, we had myself take out Kim 163 to 131. I think is what I think 163. I don't remember if Joe topped that in week one, but I feel like that might be the highest score we've had so far. I'm feeling I'm feeling quite good about myself after that one. Yeah, no, that's uh, I believe that's the highest uh, highest total of the season so far. So uh, you know, good for you there. I was finally happy. I think I've had four straight weeks of defenses giving me one or two points a week, and then I finally got Philly to give me 35 and just kind of made it all up at once. It felt very good. And the the scary thing is you didn't even really kind of get a complete game from Wentz either, so that's that's points left on the table there. I mean, that's maybe that's yeah, getting yeah. a little greedy, but, uh, you know. Was was hoping to break that 170 mark. I needed it. <laughs> I needed it. Yeah. Make a statement. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so beyond the obvious, you know, I think the, one of the main reasons I had you on, Chris, is because, I mean, you're you're the the king right now. You're on top of the league. You're five and zero. you're undefeated. So, you know, if anyone has a reason to celebrate, it's you. But is there anyone else you thought this week that had uh, a reason to, to celebrate or reason to be perhaps a little bit more hopeful moving forwards? Well, I, I mean, I kind of wanted to, you know, stay in the bushes uh, a little bit and uh, just go and kind of fly under the radar. But uh, I guess at this point, it's, you know, you can't really do that. Uh, the mystery is is uh, no longer there anymore. But you know, um, we, can't, we can't allow it. We need we need the king to know that we're coming for him. You're, you're there's a target on your back, bud. Yeah. You know, I mean, some of the scores that you guys have been putting up, you know, it's uh, it's only a matter of time before it uh, before it happens. But uh so reason for cheers, I kind of actually want to dive into Mikey's team a little bit because he took that beast down of a Paul and, uh, you know, came away with the win there. Big win taking out Paul. A really, really big win. <laughs> Huge. But looking at his team and he's got some just options all over the board that he can kind of play around with. And looking at it, he's really got six wide receivers that you could probably start at any given time so he's kind of accumulated a little bit of a stash there Mm -hmm. and um 
would actually love to see him make a trade um, sometime in the coming weeks. But I think he's got something to work with there and can maybe even get a serviceable um, RB2 out of it somewhere down the line. Um, you know, I'd love to see him maybe sort of make some sort of deal with uh, Taras's team. Uh, maybe go. Maybe they should go out to dinner. Um, Taras can, you know, kind of um, get him get him wind up a little bit. See what he can get from him. Maybe give up one of those uh, stud running backs. But uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of options and a lot of hope with uh, with Mikey's team. I think. Yeah, knowing Mikey, I'm sure he's gonna roll out the cookie tin. Mike Mikey is famous for for baking cookies for all his uh, future conquests, so I bet he's gonna get a little bit of that ready. But yeah, <laughs> I think this, this has been the thing with Mikey the entire season that lack of a solid RB two. You know, he had Zeke obviously, and then really had no one after that. But I think you're absolutely right. He's got all these wide receivers that you know Michael Gallup putting up 21 points on his bench, DK mm-hmm. Metcalf, who's just a beast yep. of a rookie. I will speak from personal experience, though. Uh, I've been having a lot of trouble trading wide receivers for any sort of running back. So I think he may have some trouble with that. But, you know, I think you're totally right that if, you know, one good trade could set up Mikey for a lot of success moving forward. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, he's yeah, I think he's going to hang around uh, all season and kind of be able to make that jump, despite what, uh, you know, we were all calling, you know, one of the uh, the worst uh, drafts ever. But it's uh, you know what? It's not turning out so bad. Yeah, it's pretty wild too. You speak of hanging around. We have literally there's there's six people from five to ten all tied at two and three right now. Like the the parody in this this year has been pretty wild. I mean, you got a, a clear top tier of you, Nick, uh, Victor, and Joe. But then after that, it's it's completely wide open for those final four playoff spots. So uh, you know, making a move is is pretty imperative at this point. Yeah, it's going to be fun to see how you know all all plays out. In terms of myself, I'm trying to think who I had on the board. I wanted to just talk about you and me because I thought we both had great, amazing weeks. But that would probably be a bit too navel-gazy. You know, one thing we could talk about perhaps is looking at Joe. Even though he had a a complete no-show from a Sammy Watkins, huge game from Christian McCaffrey, who just seems like he's going to be the number one fantasy star this year. He seems almost like it's it's just a runaway lock. Matt yep. Ryan getting those garbage time touchdowns, which, you know, I was able to win a bet with Danny on that with Matt Ryan as my, you know, QB one, just getting garbage time touchdowns and rushing touchdowns, no matter what. Uh, Joe is starting to steady out a little bit, I think. Yeah, I mean, centered around those uh, those pieces in McCaffrey. And I know Johnson's a little bit banged up right now, so that could maybe change things uh, quite a bit for him. But uh, yeah, he's got some some depth on the bench and, uh, you know, some lottery tickets there that might uh, might pan out. And uh yeah, you never know. I mean, you don't, yeah, you, you don't know what you're going to get from him. And I'm playing him this week. So, um, you know, I'm hoping it gets one of those uh, um, duds of a performance from uh, from his team. You know, I, I'm going to say it right now. I'm probably going to call Joe out on the podcast next week because either way, I feel like I think I said it before. We, we talk about Joe's team every week and I feel like he needs to finally come defend his team or at least come talk about his team. I, I, I've had <laughs> enough of hearing from him and not actually having him on here. Right, right. Uh, so in that case, then let's let's talk about some guys who we have think have some reason for tears. Now, as we know, whoever we say in this segment is going to go off for 150 points next week. So we have to be careful here. Who do you think has reason for tears? Well, uh, I think the obvious at this point is, um, you know, Kilo's Juju on that beat team. 
just because, you know, there's those seasons where you get those good teams that just, you know, have that bad luck that just follows them all year. And I mean, a few more of these weeks where he's get, putting up points, but still getting beat. And then he's going to be on the uh, the bubble. So uh, we'll see how his team plays out. I mean, they're putting up points, but uh, the wins are what matter. Yeah, I, ha- I had Kimbert as my honorable mention here because it's that's a really hard it's a big heartbreaker anytime you put up 131 points and you lose a week. And this isn't the first heartbreaker Kim has had either. I mean, you, uh, you know, he lost to Nick by like 0.2 points a week earlier or a couple weeks ago. So this, the, you know, Kimbert's had some rough goes of it. So you got to hope that something breaks right from at this point. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, I mean, with putting up that, you know, those amount of points every single week, I mean, you're you're happy with it, but uh, um, I mean, that's all you can really ask for. But again, it's just it all comes down to those wins and losses, and uh, you got to find a way to get it done. Yeah, it just it actually was just reminding me of uh, another league that I'm in on Yahoo. It's like it's a kicker league and it's a ten team league, so it's a bit different. But there's a guy in that league, it's a complete stranger, but he's been putting up an average of I think 135 points a week. And somehow he's one in four. And I can't think of anything that would be more frustrating than that. <laughs> yeah, you, you, I mean, you kind of you want to try and do something, but you can't really do. It. You just got to kind of sit, um, sit back and let your team do its thing. And hopefully it eventually works out for you. Uh, I, just, I, I know that if that was my team, I would probably have just rage quitted and like destroyed my Yahoo account, set my computer <laughs> on fire. It would just been too much. Yeah, I mean the the, the patience is is a virtue. It's you gotta just kind of stay there and uh, kind of go with the flow. This is fair. Uh, for myself, a guy that might be a little bit off the board who I think has some reason for tears uh, is Victor's team. Even though he came out with the uh, the win this week, I'm I'm a little concerned about uh, Melvin no holding the third moving forward. Those those wide receivers are looking a little dicey. Beckham with Mayfield is looking like. You know, that that Cleveland O-line and Mayfield struggles are really limiting his ceiling. And while his RBs are putting up some consistent production now, moving forward, there are some difficult matchups where Carson is coming up against Baltimore. And, you know, Atlanta isn't a great defense, but the game script is having people just kind of throw all over them. And then you have Tampa Bay and San Francisco. So a lot of tough teams for Carson there. And then the kind of the lack of clarity in the background with the Chargers makes Eckler and Gordon a little bit lower. And then he also had Shepard and Gallman get injured this week uh, in that Vikings game. So I'm, I'm a little worried about Victor's team moving forward, d- despite Deshaun Watson finally breaking out and having a monster game. Mikey, are you uh, listening to this podcast? There might be another guy you want to trade with. Oh, there we go. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just I'm just thinking about it. All the you know the wide receivers out there that uh, that he's got that uh, could potentially help people out there. Yeah, I, I'm I'm always a fan of like people just constantly shilling for like live trade plus. I, I I want the more live trades we can have, the better. <laughs> yeah, I'm I I I'm sure everyone realizes this, but I I love trading, and uh, usually I'll entertain most offers, maybe try to work something out. But the price is always right, you know, with most teams um, to get a trade done. So. Um, usually I try to uh, engage a little bit of uh, um, trading. I know we had some discussions back and forth, and uh, you obviously put up a huge week and uh, maybe ate my words a, a little bit, but uh, you know maybe, maybe we can do something down the road if, uh, again, if the price is right. I, I will say, you know, in, in response to that, I do feel like I'm a little glad that that, that stuff didn't go through. I feel like, I'll, I'll just say it, I was offering up, I think I was Tyler Boyd to you, and I'm, I'm kind of glad I held on to him uh, to get that, to get that big week from him so yeah i'm hoping you know 
I'll put it out there though. Still, you know, Tyler Boyd on the block. If you want to give me your your low end RB two slash RB threes, I'm interested. Hit me up. Let's let's talk about it. <laughs> Just that campaigning. Always, always. Uh, so as we move into the the end of the podcast here, it's it's our favorite segment. Still still looking for a sponsor. Same with the Andre Slander Corner. Uh, it's time for us to try and help Paul's team. So Chris. How are we going to help Paul's team this week? What what advice can we give to him to finally get him a win? I mean, Paul, you got to cut the dead weight, man. I mean, Kareem Hunt showing up after week eight with Chubb still there, not going to really help you out. Um, we got to start trusting DJ Clark a little bit. Looks like you got him in the lineup this week, which is, you know, kind of finally getting there. And, um, you know, I would try and move digs for whatever he's worth at this point. I mean, um, hasn't produced and, uh, uh, maybe he'll have another, um, week where he misses practices and then they, uh, you know, try to move him somewhere. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Those are my suggestions. Kind of cut the dead weight a little bit. I, th- I think you've hit the nail on the head, especially with DJ Chark. He's, he's, I think right now the, the wide receiver four in fantasy. And I think he's been spending that entire time sitting on Paul's bench. So it just seems like he's wasted all the best games that he might get out of him. But it's time you gotta you gotta have a little faith. You gotta put him in over Stephon Diggs. It's it's kind of brutal that we're seeing game after game of this. Uh, what do you think about the quarterback? Last week on the pod, I brought up that we need to drop Baker Mayfield. He needs to start streaming someone else. And Nick was saying, no, no, no. We gotta wait to see. We gotta wait to see. Baker Mayfield puts up minus two points this week. Uh, who 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 do you think Paul can maybe stream this week? Any any thoughts about, or do you think he should just keep it strong and stay with Baker? Well, I mean, I was big on uh, Baker coming into the season, and if the price was right for him and uh, Mahomes wasn't there, I, I might have looked to kind of go after him myself. So we could be talking about a very different season for for me if I had him. But there's just really nothing there to show you that he can really kind of build off anything and put together a few good weeks of uh, big performances. So, I mean, um, Minshew's out there and he's been, you know, serviceable for, for most weeks. I mean, you know, kind of what you're going to get from him and uh, why not jump on the, the hype train there and uh, see what he's got against uh, New Orleans. Yeah, that's fair enough. And you know what, that actually may be a reason you know, with all the hype that Shark is getting, he's going to be going up against Marshawn Lattimore in New Orleans, who just basically completely blanked Mike Evans, like literally just like a, a zero line. So that yep. may not be the best matchup for DJ Shark. We may be setting up Paul for failure here. But I agree <laughs> with Minshew. I, I do think Minshew is a decent play for him there. And in the same vein, too, OJ Howard has been an absolute train wreck this year. You know, guy with all the potential in the world, but has just gotten no service whatsoever. So I might think, too, that it's time to start streaming some tight ends. And there's a couple good ones out there. We got Gerald Everett, who's had two big games in a row with the Rams. Chris Herndon, who was a big target in the, with the Jets last year, still kind of sitting on the sidelines. Either of those guys, I think, could be serviceable plays uh, for Paul moving forward. Yeah, I mean, even uh, Vance McDonald or, I mean, Jared Cook, if you can get something out of him, a lot of hype about him coming into the season. But uh, I'm just thinking about, you know, us giving advice and then he goes, say he go, he does go with it and then he just, uh, it, it just tanks and backfires on him. Then uh, that'd be a good segment for next week. Exactly. We can see it almost like trying reverse jinx and the reverse jinx <laughs> and all that. There's just, there's so right. many reverse things happening. Yeah. Yeah. 
I will say it's nice that there is a little shimmer of hope for Paul's roster. Matt Breda is continuing to be a strong running back. Devonta Freeman put up a touchdown. So it, it, it might be that when Saquon comes back in a week or two and is healthy, there could be three really solid running backs there for Paul to work with. He could actually have a legitimate roster moving forward if he can find a quarterback that can actually score on points. Yeah, and the thing is, most people are just kind of you know beating up on each other the, the rest of the way, so it's not like it's uh, it's out of reach at this point. Yeah, I mean, I know he's one of the guys I face again towards the end of the year, so I kind of hope he's given up by then and just kind of throws <laughs> in the towel. Uh, so, again, every, it's a little bit counterproductive, but, you know, we'll do our best. I hope, Paul, I really do wish you the best. I want you to beat everyone but me. Uh, I, 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 we, I need to see a win in that win column. I'm really hoping. Yeah, I, th- I, think, it'll, I think it'll come sooner than later. And let's say, as a bit of a preview, he's up against Turbo Team next week, a team that's also been struggling pretty mightily. Uh, Danny was another guy who I had in my uh, reason for tier section with a lot of underperformances. So this this could be a week. Again, we said this last week, but this could be a week where Paul might be able to squeak this out. Yeah, I mean, uh, what I was kind of thinking with the explosion of Fuller this week, I mean, teams might start paying a little bit more attention to him, which uh, might uh, free up Hopkins a little bit. And, uh, you know, he might go off for 40 points, but you never know. Yeah, and, and you know, maybe to help out Paul, people are going to be paying attention to DJ Chark, which might free up a little D-Day Westbrook action, uh, so we could get a little something out of there. But, uh, yeah, we'll we'll just hope and pray. we got to wait to see if Paul can get that win. Yeah, I mean, uh, we'll see how it goes. I mean, it's been a fun season uh, so far, and let's, uh, let's keep it going. One final question I'm going to spring on you before we take off here. So, Chris, you're again, you're you're in the lead here. You're five and zero. You're undefeated. With, with that in mind, there's probably a really good chance that you're going to enter into the playoffs as one of the top seeds uh, of your contenders that you have there at the top between Nick, Victor, and Joe. Is there anyone that you're particularly worried about? Anyone who you think you kind of see as your top challenger uh, in that you know at the top of the fantasy league this year? Yeah, I, mean, I know we talked about uh, Victor's team a little bit and kind of what you know there's left to be desired there, but I still think when things get settled in in LA and Gordon's back producing and Carson's still getting his volume and um, you know OBJ is uh, um, you know doing his thing that uh, you know he's probably dangerous and really I mean across all those you know, those three guys I mean they're all can be put up those points, but um, I would say Vic Vic's team at this point. It really is just so chock full of talent. Like every single position has a guy that could potentially have, you know, a top five day. Uh, it's it's just it's so talent laden. So I, I would agree with you. You got things that kind of break right. But yeah, Victor's team is looking like it could be a strong contender. But, uh, you know, it's going to make for a really exciting rundown. The, the, the five through eight spots is going to be really exciting. I think we've got a great fantasy year to look forward to uh, as we continue on. Yeah, and uh, you know I like the scores that are getting getting run up there. I was a little bit skeptical about the the PPR uh, move, but um, you know I think it uh, you know has spiced things up a little bit. Yeah, big numbers are fun, baby. That's what it's all about. Yep, there we go. Well, Chris, uh, that brings us to the end here. Thanks for hopping on the pod and proving that you're a real person. We wish you luck next week, and uh, it was great to have you on. Yeah, thanks for having me. We'll uh, keep things up uh, the way it's going, and hopefully um, you know someone can try and beat me. We'll be back here next week, same time, same place, going over the week six matchups and looking at the reason for cheers and reason for tears. Until that time, everybody, keep crying.